Hi everyone, I'm Amelia. I'm 13 years old. I have an amazing life story. A homeless man adopted me. I can't wait for the day I get to call him dad. You might wonder how that's even possible. Once you hear my story, I'm sure you'll find it amazing too. I never knew my real dad and my mom passed away when I was eight. I'm not going to say anything else about my real parents because talking about them makes me really sad. So yes, I became an orphan when I was little. I didn't have any relatives that could take me in, so I was sent to live in an orphanage. People don't think of orphanages as nice places, but the other kids there and I were happy most of the time. Imagine a bunch of kids living together. We'd play all the time. The orphanage had a school, so we studied together too. Perhaps we all got along because we were all there for the same reason. Most of the people working there who took care of us were good to us too. Our lives at the orphanage were pretty good, but most kids still wanted to be adopted. We dreamed about it. Imagine, a family comes, meets with some of the kids, and then picks one that would go to live with them. Only four or five kids would get lucky each month. We'd all get jealous of the ones who got adopted. You know what was the main reason for our jealousy? because they'd get to call two people mom and dad. You'd have to live in an orphanage to understand how much we missed those words. I became one of the kids that was envied when I was 12. I was adopted not by a family, but a single woman. She was a retired judge. I couldn't sleep for a week when I learned that she picked me. I'd dream about the moment I'd call her mom for the first time. Parents would come to pick up their new kids on Sundays. I said bye to my friends and everyone at the orphanage after breakfast. My new mom came an hour later. As I was leaving, I thought this was the happiest day of my life, but my excitement didn't last long. Her name was Harriet. In our first conversation at home, she said, You'll call me Miss Harriet. I go to bed late and I wake up late. I want my breakfast ready when I'm up. I quickly realized that she didn't want a child but a servant that she could train from a young age. She didn't enroll me in a school, which is against the adoption requirements. I wasn't allowed to leave the house, so I couldn't report her. I swear I'm not exaggerating, but she was just like the stepmother in Cinderella. I spent my days working for her nonstop. She was never satisfied with anything I did. She'd scream at me every chance she got. I really miss the orphanage. <laughs> At night, I'd cry under the covers. After seven to eight months, I resigned myself to my new life. I knew I didn't belong in that house, but I was too young to think about escaping. I had noticed that Miss Harriet always kept the front door locked so I could never leave the house, not even to take out the trash. One day, I saw that Miss Harriet was really sad. Her eyes were swollen from crying. For the first time in months, she talked to me like I was a normal person. Sit down, she said. So I did. It was the anniversary of her husband's death. She told me all about him just because she wanted to share it with someone. I was surprised that such an evil woman could love someone so much. She talked and cried and drank the whole time. Eventually, she got really drunk. I couldn't understand what she was saying anymore, but I still had to pretend I was listening. Finally, she passed out. I was about to go back to my room when I noticed a key. It was lying on the coffee table. Everything happened so quickly, I picked it up. Once I realized that it was the key to the front door, I unlocked the door and walked out without any hesitation. 
I went outside and started walking. I didn't stop until the sun started coming up. I was very tired. I came across a bench. Again, without even thinking, I laid down as if I just got to my own bed. I woke up to a woman standing by my feet. Her clothes were old and filthy. She had already taken off one of my shoes and was trying to get the other one. I tried pulling my foot away, but she had a tight grip on my shoe. Just then, someone yelled, Angela, leave the girl alone. I looked to see who it was. It was a man dressed in rags. The two of them were obviously homeless. Walking towards us, he said, what will she wear if you take her shoes? Look, she's sleeping on the streets like us. So the woman named Angela let go of me unwillingly. That's how I met Gary. It was my first time talking to a homeless person. He had been living on the streets for nine years and had a very sad story. He lost his wife and two daughters in a train accident. After that, he was overwhelmed by grief and couldn't bring himself to do anything. He stopped going to work and stayed home all day in the dark. A while later, he lost his job and couldn't pay his rent, so he started living on the streets. He was such a good man and super funny. He made me laugh all the time. I started living with him on the streets. Once he heard my story, he wanted me to go back to the orphanage. But I told him that Miss Harriet would definitely come and take me from there. Reporting her would be useless. She was a judge. They'd believe her instead of a kid. So he said, Okay, then you can stay with me for a while. We'll look for a better place for you later. Deal, I said, nodding my head. But I didn't want to leave him at all because it was the first time that I felt safe and relaxed with an adult. Gary taught me the main rule of living on the street. If you're homeless, you need to look it. After all, we live on other people's charity. I could go to a bathroom and wash my face, but who would give money to a clean, well-dressed person? He was right. So I did as he said. I made my face and clothes look as dirty as possible. One lesson and I had the perfect homeless look. We had to beg in the streets before each meal. Once we had made enough money, we'd go ahead and buy something to eat right away. That's why we never had money for the next meal. One day, after we had enough money for breakfast, we went to a bakery. Business owners usually tried to get rid of us as quickly as possible, so we wouldn't bother the other customers. But the woman at the bakery was really nice. She smiled and said, good morning. It's your lucky day because everything is free for girls your age today. Gary said, thank you, but today we have money. Is it possible that a girl her age can get some free stuff another time? He asked and was about to give her our change. Suddenly, we heard a noise behind us. We turned to see what happened and saw that an older customer had fallen. The woman took out her cell phone in a panic. The old man on the floor was not moving. Gary put his cup on the counter and kneeled next to the man. He touched the man's neck with his hand. He closed his eyes and started counting. Then he put his hands together and pressed on the man's chest. Just then, the bakery owner said, Don't touch him. I called an ambulance. A doctor should be doing this. Gary told her, I am a doctor. His pulse is around 20. We can't wait for an ambulance. We have to act now and continued pressing his hands on the man's chest. That old man was so lucky that Gary was there. He never told me what his job had been, so I was surprised to find out that he was a doctor. 
In fact, he was a brain surgeon, but of course he knew what to do when someone was having a heart attack. Later, he told me more about his old life. One day he had to travel to another city to perform a surgery, but it was his birthday the next day. So his wife and kids decided to surprise him by taking the train to visit him. And you already know what happened after that. The owner of the bakery refused to let us pay. Gary insisted, but she said, it's your lucky day. Everything is free for anyone who saves someone's life today. We ended up getting to know her that day. Her name is Sadie. I think she's as funny as Gary. She lives with her mom. I'd invite you over for dinner, but my mom may not be ready to have two homeless people coming by, she said, and we all cracked up. The next day was a Sunday, and we made plans to have a picnic in a park. We had to beg in the streets longer than usual to buy all the stuff for the picnic. Guess what happened next? Gary and Sadie started falling for each other. One day Sadie joked, I decided to close the bakery and live with you on the streets because the only way I'll be able to tolerate your smell is if I start smelling like you. Gary said, you know, that would be too much trouble. Instead of you smelling like us, we could start smelling like you. We just need a bath. That was a turning point in our lives. Of course, one bath wasn't enough, but it was a first step. Now we all live together. We have a lot of plans for the future, but the first one is for Gary and Sadie to get married. Then they're going to officially adopt me. After that, I'll be able to call them mom and dad. That's what they want. I already feel like saying it now, but I stopped myself. But I can tell you, they are my dear mom and dear dad, my lucky stars. My real mom would always pray, may God bring good people into your life. That's exactly what happened. I hope the prayers someone says for you will come true one day too.